You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a part of the Dead End Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other podcasting services. Please make sure you check out Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports, Dead End Gaming, Is the Mic Still On, Chris Platt's Strictly Hip Hop and Hoops Talk, and a host of other shows on our podcast network. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. to any given Sunday, the Monday edition for Monday, July 19th. It may be Tuesday by the time you watch this or listen to this. So uh, Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. I am your host, Manny Brown, as always, joined by my co-host, Josh Rodriguez. Josh, what is good? What's going on, man? Now, in the background, you'll notice there's leaves. I clicked that background by accident, and now StreamYard (laughs) won't let me unclick it. So we're going to have leaves in the background for a little bit. uh, We have a very (laughs) fall-centric Any, any given Sunday <laughs> slash Monday slash Tuesday. Literally will not let me do anything. Listen, uh, we're, we're winging it. We're winging we're, it. We're, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, in that, in, I'm in that weird in-between phase where I haven't shaved my head. Same, so I've got hat on. fuzzy. So yeah, don't mind me with the hoodie. I'm not just yeah. trying to be whatever. I'm not. Yeah. I'm trying not to be a menacing black man. I'm just, I promise, white America. Okay. I'm just wearing a hoodie because <laughs> I haven't shaved. So yeah, what's good, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I was at the big three over the weekend in Las Vegas. That was fun. How was that? A lot of fun. That was good. Um, went there for Ball's Life to try to get some audio for the company. I failed miserably, but I made some connections, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. Um, How was your that's weekend? Why we couldn't, that's why we couldn't do the show yesterday. Josh bigfooted us. He was he was My coming fault. back from from uh, from Vegas, you know, on assignment. We'll call it that. On assignment. Traffic was crazy yesterday. Nah, nah. You're, you're good, man. I'd rather you get home safe than uh, try to rush back and then... I'm just saying. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, not for sure, man. For sure, I get it. Uh, yeah, I heard that traffic from Vegas to LA can be can be death sometimes. So no, totally yeah. understand. No worries, man. So I'm sorry if we plugged. We were going live yesterday. I had people reach out to me like, "Hey, we were, I was waiting, and you guys didn't go live." Like, Blame sorry, it on Josh. That. Blame it on. No, Josh. it's all good. Hey, it's life, man. You know, <laughs> you know, this is we're not Stephen A. Smith. Private jets flying all over the place and saying no. stupid things about Nigerians and, and soon uh, though. Soon. Japanese soon, soon though, soon we're working soon. on it. Yeah. Leaves, leaves in the background. Embrace debate, baby. The fall edition. Um, <laughs> nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually. Uh, I've pulled triple duty today, man. This is my third podcast. Uh, I did MLB Ooh. Bro with Mark Gray. Shout out to Mark Gray. Oh, nice. A dope little segment earlier today, and uh, then I did. Uh, my wrestling pod, I Am Not Dave, pop wrestling podcast. That'll be dropping on Wednesday uh, with my great friend Jeffrey, uh, Jeff Jones. Shout out to Jeff. And then I'm here, of course, doing uh, doing the uh, the flagship. So, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It's th- three three consecutive podcasts. It ties a world record for me anyway. That's amazing. I actually just did an episode of The Dime. So, like, you, you and I, man, we're grinding today. Hey, listen, th- this is this is what we do for y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could have you know, told Josh, like, yo, man, forget it. You know, we'll just drop right. an episode on next Sunday or whatever. Nope. Nah, man, we here dropping dope content late in the evening, early morning on the East Coast. This is what we do. I okay. ain't shaved. He hasn't nope. shaved. You know, let's go, man. <laughs> this is what we do. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. But uh, you ready? Well, I wanted to start with basketball, but the games itself. But no, I got I got to get this out of the way first. Um, can can we can we please start with the Space Jam hate America? Please, <laughs> like <laughs> this has been bothering me now for the last week. Now look, I am never one that missed an opportunity to dunk on LeBron James. You you guys know how you've listened to the show long enough, and for the folks that are new, 
checking in live for the first time. I am a card carrying LeBron James hater. Yes, I am a Laker fan as well. It's weird. Right. We don't have enough time to get into all the machinations. Well, there are a lot of Laker fans who who hate on him. It's not a it's not an abnormal thing. You're not out of norm here. Right, right. But I don't have all the time to explain. I don't have this much time to explain all the particulars. Just know that I am a card carrying LeBron James member. I seen the card. It is a hater card. It's 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 real. It's real. It is stamped and laminated. You know it's real when it's laminated. Um, so, 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 listen. I never miss an opportunity to dunk on this man. But come on, man. Seriously, Space Jam. This is this is what we've resorted to. Like, I know that I know the goat discussion is always going to be there. It's always going to be a thing. I'm so over it, by the way. Like, I don't even engage with it anymore. I was over like two years ago, man. I'm yeah, done. I've, I've been I've been over it. it. I, I have no interest in resuming it and um, engaging in it. But I know it's a real thing for some people, especially in this content-heavy uh, world that we live in. It's a real thing to just, you know, you, you just throw out there, who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron? And you're going to get instant comments about whatever. So I get it. But come on, man. Like, stop with this thing. First and foremost, first and foremost, it's a fucking kids movie. Like, legit a kids movie. And I know that we live in a world where kids movies get nominated for Academy Awards and all that. Listen, when I say it's a kids movie, it's a kids movie on the level of, like, Rescue Rangers. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not Toy Story three. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Is yes, talking about? yes. Oh it's it's God. it's it's not. Um, you know, it's not. Uh, it's not Coco. Let's just put it that no, way. No. When I say kids movie, like basic surface level animation mixed with a hint of like message for the kiddies. Um, that's what I mean by kids movie. All right. It's a kids movie. It wasn't made for 30 year olds. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't made for 35 year old men like this. It just was not, it was not, I'm sorry. And oh, I know man. we're all nerds. I'm a nerd. You're a nerd. We're all nerds. Yeah. We like nerd shit, but right. come on to sit here and spend hours upon hours on social media bagging Space Jam, writing dissertations. I literally scrolled through Facebook and seen people with dissertations about why the 96 Space Jam was better than than Space Jam, A New Legacy. Like, seriously, this is what we're doing. Well, this is I mean, what we're doing. It's it's ridiculous, and as, as we have a homelessness crisis, we have people <laughs> that are still dying from COVID. But Space Jam: A New Legacy is the the crime against humanity that we cannot stay shut. It's a very important issue, Manny. Uh, I actually just discovered the banner option on StreamYard, so I have Leave Space Jam alone going across the bunch of <laughs> you who are watching. That is something I just discovered. I'm going to have a ridiculous time with. Get used to it. Um, yes. Unlike Manny, I don't ha- carry LeBron hater card. I actually work for the man, so I can't publicly say anything bad about him. <laughs> with that, yes. Yes. That, with he that, signs that. the checks. His name is on the bottom of the check there. It'll be, a little that, awkward. It'll be a little if, awkward. With that said, if you are someone who is overanalyzing, over critiquing a movie at, at, at for literally like for like eight year olds, for like the demographic of this movie is like four to twelve. Like, like if you bring your children to the movie, they enjoy it. That should be the litmus test. Period. That's it. Did your yeah. did your son or daughter yeah. like the movie? Yeah. Oh, they did. That's all. My that daughters matters. who don't watch basketball. They wanted right. to watch Space Jam because of McDonald's cartoon, because of the McDonald's toys and the Happy Meal. Right. They were into it. They loved it. They loved, loved it. everything about it. They enjoyed it. That's it. That's all that's important. That, that's that's that, all that matters. There should be like, no movie critic writing this up. As a matter of fact, we should get like eight year olds from like urban neighborhoods to write movie reviews 
on Space Jam, and those should I'm, be the I'm official with reviews. I'm with it. That'd be Matt, great. Listen, listen. If it wasn't late, I'd have my kids right now dropping a right. dissertation about Let's why Space Jam: A New Legacy is like the greatest movie ever. Like, that is more valid. That's what it is? It's yeah. come on. It's 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 a fucking kids movie, guys. Like, come on, <laughs> literally. And th- and then the other thing too, the idea that Michael was all of a sudden Michael Jordan was Sidney Poitier back in 1996. Like, right. You know, it was a masterclass in acting. Like it was Denzel Training Day. It was it was uh, Al Pacino, Serpico, Scent of a Woman, Michael Jordan. In that order, like literally in that order. Great performances throughout history, you know. James <laughs> Dean, James Stewart, Michael Jordan, Space Jam. Oh, but I mean, hallowed, hallowed performances. Stop. It, I saw please. some like criticisms of Zendaya of as, as Lola Bunny. Like they didn't like the fact that she was Lola. I saw some weird <laughs> things of like. The fact that Lola looks different this time around, right? And they don't like the little upgrades because, that they did. Because I'm, I'm sorry that there's no display of bunny tits or bunny cleavage. <laughs> bunny ass. So apparently, a bunny ass. Yeah. So apparently, now this is a crime against humanity. Now we're too woke as a society because oh, Lola Bunny can't show taking, her ass. We, the left is taking cancel culture way too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're that's right. the problem. You're right. We We've won. Woke. We've won. We've accomplished we won. the ultimate goal. We did it. We did it. Left in the annals of time. <laughs> It, it was like Medicare for all. Right. Because <laughs> Medicare for all. And, and put some know. clothes on Lola. Clothes right, for Lola. Right. 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 Even my dog That's agrees. She, she, she's yeah. out there in the garage just mad now because, you know, we did because I put her in the garage and B because we dressed Lola you know, Bunny. We did it. Because we dressed Lola Bunny. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it, listen. <laughs> yes, I know. I know, Duchess. I know. It's terrible. Listen, again, like, I, again, and I will never miss an opportunity to bag on LeBron James, but, but come right. on. It, we we, we got to have, be- this is, we've got to have better things to talk about than, than Space Jam. No, you know, I mean, and it wasn't a, even, but it, but it wasn't even like people were just like, oh, I think it sucked or oh, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Like, no, people literally writing dissertations about this shit. Yeah. yeah. And Man. Like it. It's ridiculous. Scene by scene. I mean, what are you, Roger Ebert? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is, I mean, come on, man. Stop it. And again, Michael was not Sidney Poitier. No. No one will confuse Michael Jordan I with uh, a. alone, people. With Marlon Brando, right. no one, no, no one. Space no, Jam '96 was not, uh, you know, Apocalypse Now. It was not. It, the only criteria is: Did your kids like the movie? That's it. Move on. That is it. That is it. Move on. The only criteria. That is the only criteria that should exist, and that is it. And uh, that's the only criteria that I'm sticking with. So, you know, and it's the number one movie in in the world right now. And it is unseated. Black Widow and all those things. So it was a success. People took their kids to go watch it. And uh, yeah, man, credit to how many stars, man? Out of how many, how many stars? Uh, it was a solid two star movie, man. Two it's stars. It, it's 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 solid. It's it's two and a half stars. It's you know two, oh, two and a half stars. <laughs> two and a half stars. <laughs> you know, I'm having too much fun. It's a solid manner. movie. You know, you take your kid. They have a good time. It's a good movie, man. It, it, it's fine. <laughs> we should have never went live. I'm gonna have too much fun with this. Way too much. There's leaves in the background. Um, Two and a half stars. (laughs) Two and a half stars, man. Um, But yeah, man. Shout out to all the the creators of Space Jam. It was it was a successful weekend for LeBron. That is cool for LeBron to have the number one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Movie in America. It's dope, man. And Space Jam was such a big part of my childhood. If I'm gonna get serious, and I think that's the reason why some people are so nostalgic for it. It's like, oh, you can't top it. Also, this is another thing. I actually think a lot of people attach the music and the soundtrack from the first Space Jam and apply it to what the movie was. The soundtrack was so legendary. And listen, I didn't listen. Soundtrack was dope. Uh, I didn't listen to this second Space Jam soundtrack. Minus uh, a certain a certain someone who who believed he could fly. Oh, he. 
he yeah let's let's not get into that yeah, but let's not, let's even aside that. from that like there were other bangers and dope songs on that yeah yeah, yeah. on, that, yeah, on sure. that soundtrack too so i think a lot of people just have an attachment to just the nostalgia of not just the movie but the music and the culture that surrounds it and michael jordan being in the peak of his profession like when that space jam came out i mean it was just like everything wrapped into one it was just total 90s nostalgia and i think people yeah. missed that you know with lebron at the, end of his, he's at the end of his career he's on the lakers he was injured this year the lakers not fighting for a championship the soundtrack i'm not saying it was good or bad i haven't listened to it but like, is there even is there even a soundtrack <laughs> i know like game has a song like and i think the baby has a song i'm not really sure um but yeah exactly to to your point do is there even a soundtrack that just pretty much shows that the soundtrack is not on par with the first one so i just no. think it's it's more of uh, the nostalgia that's getting to people yeah, listen, I get it. I'm I'm all for nostalgia. I'm I'm right there with you. I grew up on the original Space Jam. I'm just again, yeah. at some point adults have to be adults. And like to sit here and write essays and passages, books and, and thesis statements on why Space Jam is better than Space Jam a new legacy. It's just it's stupid. Like stop. Yeah. Like when, like when, when boomers criticize us for being like nerdy millennials <laughs> and all we care about is kids shit. Like this right. is what they point at. This 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 thing here. This is this is this is that. Let's move on. Let's move <laughs> yes, on. let's just move on. We've already paid attention too much. But listen, it's a good movie. If you want to take your kids, or if you're at home and you can't afford to go to a theater, and you're at home and you got HBO Max, or a family member has HBO Max, uh, check it out. It's dope. It's dope, and the kids will enjoy it. I think so. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool. But the other big news item of this weekend, uh, we may be uh, 48 minutes away from a championship. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we may be. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks come away with an impressive uh, victory in Game Five. Uh, very great, very good game, very good game, great game, great game. Game Five. Uh, to me, what makes a great game is just that, that ebbs and flows. You know, it's 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 a constant just ebb and flow of emotions, of storylines, of moments. You know, you know the Suns being up sixteen, the Bucks coming back to tie it and eventually take the lead, then eventually taking a big lead. Going into the fourth quarter, the Suns having a furious comeback, being right. on the precipice of winning the game, and then of course having it snatched away from them, literally and figuratively. And then obviously the Bucks, and then Giannis with an incredible alley oop dunk there at the all-time end, play. and just all yeah. time an all time play there. And uh, yeah, that's what makes that's a recipe for a great iconic game. And I think this will be this will be the game of this postseason. I think, in my opinion, and uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Game Five, man. Uh, First and foremost, man, I think that the Bucks deserve to win pretty much from the second quarter on. They dominated yep. the, the game. I know the I know the Suns had a furious comeback there late in the fourth quarter. Um, give credit to them; they kept fighting. But the Bucks pretty much dominated the game from the second quarter on. I thought the best team won. Um, I mean, Drew Holiday, the performance that he had. Obviously, everybody's going to talk about Giannis. Everybody's going to talk about Middleton. But Drew Holiday was the X factor, as he's as he is the guy that all of us think he is. He he's plays the X well. Factor. They win. It's it's what it's been the whole series. There's, he there's plays no, well. Win. Yeah, there's no arguing that he is yeah. the X factor for them. If he plays well, if he plays, and obviously, I don't think anybody expects him to have what 27 points again. But if he right. can, if he has his normal 15 to 20 points, that team is going to win more games than not. So yeah. um, he played really, really well. I thought the game was won in the second quarter. Um, you know, I know everybody's going to pinpoint the the steal and then, of course, the alley. But I thought the game was won in the second quarter. 
you know, to come out and get punched in the mouth the way the Bucks did in the second, first quarter, and then to come out with a furious, just as much as, just as impressive as the Suns were when in that first quarter, the the the, the Bucks were impressive in coming back and getting in that game tied in the second quarter. Um, I thought that's where the game was won, in my opinion, to come back in the second quarter, win the, you know, tie the game, take a lead take eventually. A lead. Yeah, yeah, take the lead. The you know, you're down 16 in the second quarter, and you right. go, go into halftime up three. That's insane. Right, right. Absolutely. And doing it and and doing it with guys like Bobby Portis and, and right. uh, Pat Connaughton. My God, Pat Connaughton has become a, rele- a, rele- a revelation. I can't speak right now. All of a sudden, it's too much space, Jim. Um, <laughs> to, to become a revelation, a revelation, revelation, revelation. in these last two games. I mean, just, you know, hitting open threes, rebounding, making plays. Uh, Pat Connaughton has made some has come up big here. Um, yeah, man, it was a furious comeback. I thought that's where the game was won in the second quarter. And then, of course, the Bucks hold on to win in the fourth quarter, man. But um, just a furious comeback. Uh, the Bucks showed me something, man, because again, to come out in a game five, two, two series to get punched in the mouth like that at home on the road, uh, they could have easily packed their bags up and say, look, we got game yeah. six at home. Let's go. Let's 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 try to win a game six at home. They didn't. They kept fighting. They knew this was the game of the series. They knew if they knew they could win the championship tonight or that night if they won game five. And they did that. And um I think the interesting thing for me, the thing that stuck out to me the most was this entire postseason, I was waiting for a moment where the Suns' youth would, would play into effect, right? I was waiting for a moment where the Suns' youth would come into play, where they would have that moment of inexperience. And and really that moment where their back's against the wall. Because the Suns pretty much have had an easy road of it. You know, I know they had a little bit of an adversity, you know, in game four against the Lakers down 11 to start that game after getting blown out in game three. Obviously that was a little bit of adversity there. And obviously the whole series turned when AD basically got hurt. So, and then of course they, they faced the easy road against Denver and then even against the Clippers, they had some moments, but for the most part, you knew they were going to pretty much win that series. Once they, once they won the first two games without Chris Paul, and then they won that tough game four on the road, you pretty much knew the Suns were, were safe. Um, So they had a little bit of adversity, but not much. Now they have some adversity. And really on Saturday night, you really saw moments in that game where their youth started to get the best of them. Yeah. You know, um, Booker to me is still in that phase where he's still learning how to impact the games in other ways besides scoring. You know, even when his shot, like the thing with with Booker is like if his shot, he's not hitting his shots, he's he's not really helping you in other areas. I thought the best game he played in the postseason was actually that game one against the Clippers where you know, he was playing the point guard position. He was getting everybody involved. He was making he was making plays. And then yeah. of course he closed the game out in the fourth quarter. I actually thought that was his best game in the postseason. Even beyond that 48 point or whatever point game in the closeout game against the Lakers. I thought that game was more impressive than than anything else anything else he's done in the postseason. And he's had a big postseason. But um Booker's still in that mold in that mold where, you know, you could just tell that when his shot's not going in, you know, he starts complaining at the arrests, you know, he starts kind of getting in that mold where he doesn't really know how to help his team beyond scoring. Um, Aiton has been a little bit of a disappointment in this series. He's had good numbers, but he really hasn't been the offensive force that he's been in other series. I think a lot of that has to do with Giannis. Um, I think the Suns have been exposed. Um, You know, I think that they're really offensively, they're Devin Booker and a lot of other guys. And if Booker's off or he's having an off night, they really don't have that second guy. Aiton can be that guy. He has the potential to be that guy, but he hasn't been that guy in this series. Uh, um, 
Bridges has not really played well. He's had moments, but he hasn't really had his moments. And he's not another guy. He's not another guy that 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 he can't really create his own shot. He's a slasher. He's a three and D guy. He's not a guy that's going to get you points. But there's only two people on the Suns who can create their own shot, and that's Booker and Chris Paul. And Chris Paul, and, if if you want to say he's injured, he's injured, whatnot. But he's not playing like the Chris Paul that we're used to seeing. And then also another thing is like when the Suns when their shots not falling, they don't have another thing. Like they don't take no. the ball to the hoop enough. No. They don't draw fouls. They don't. They, there's no. Aiden should be their other thing. Aiden right. should be their other thing. But right. they just and Booker can do it, but he, he he settles for the jump shot more often than not. Um, they they don't get to the line, so it's like if no. if Chris Paul's driving and kicking and they're missing threes, it's like okay, well maybe you have a pick and roll game with Aiden, but you know Giannis and company kind of have that on lock, so it's kind of like well what do we do next? And I think that's what we're seeing. I mean they got off to an early lead uh, um, in, in game five, and a lot of it was because they were hitting shots and their intensity was up. Like once the, those shots stopped falling, you know they came back down to earth in the second quarter. The first quarter I think they were like what fourteen for eighteen, something insane. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things with, with the Bucks. We, I, I kind of uh, one thing I didn't like about the Bucks all season, or just this whole Giannis era, is that they feel very clunky on offense, especially in the half court. It, it doesn't seem to be too organized and whatnot. But if you think about their offense, you have Giannis, who's basically a freight train to the hoop. You have Middleton, who can you know hit outside shots, mid range, take you ISO. Then you have Connaughton, who can hit a three in a little bit of their own way. They're kind of multi dimensional. Brooke Lopez, when he's on the floor, he can hit the three, or he can post you up if you get the mismatch. So as clunky as they are, and as like kind of unorthodox as it looks sometimes, they still have a little more. They have more in the bag than than the Phoenix Suns do. So if things go wrong, they can kind of search and, and look for it. And if mm-hmm. Drew Holiday is giving you what he's right. been giving you the games, forget it. Because then it's like, how can you re- even really guard them if Drew Holiday's hitting his shots? And I think that's what's starting to happen. I think we're well, starting to realize that Phoenix is a little more, I wouldn't say one-dimensional, but they're not as multi-dimensional as the Bucks. They're one-dimensional. I, I would say this. They're, they're one-dimensional, and they don't really have a lot of depth. They don't have a great bench. Right. They have maybe two guys on that bench. Uh, Cameron Payne and Torrey and Craig, maybe. That's it. Definitely campaign. Other than that, oh, Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. Cam but they don't. Yeah. They, I don't know what it is with him, but they don't give him enough minutes. And he's really hot and cold too. But he's a young player, so it, it, it's to be expected. But he's, yeah, he's he's. But he's really hot and cold. Some days he's on, and then other days he's just can't hit anything. Yeah, um, yeah. They're they're a little bit one dimensional, and they they lack the depth. I mean, let's just put it that way. Outside of Devin Booker, they don't ha- they don't have another they don't have another guy. They don't have Chris Middleton. <laughs> that's the biggest key. They don't, well, have, a, they don't have a Chris Middleton. He does it every once in a while. Like Chris Paul, if he, get, he was getting in the paint, pick and roll, he does a little snake in the pick and roll, and he has that elbow jump shot on the right wing, on the right elbow. He can do that, but he's just he doesn't have it in him in this this series. He's not he doesn't doing have it. In it. He doesn't have it in him. He's not a kid at, at thirty six. Chris Paul is not a, a number two option. He just isn't. You know, Chris Paul at this age in his career, he should be a third or fourth option. Really, he's not a number two. They just really don't have that second guy. Aiden could be that guy. I don't want to bag on Aiden. You, you Aiden could be that guy. It's going to work. You can't do that. He no, everything he, is he, off off the ball. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the that's the biggest issue. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Bucks are a little clunky offensively. I think it's a I think it's because it's Giannis. He is such a unicorn. You know, I, I don't think him and Lopez really fit all that well. Right. Because I mean, you've seen it by definition. Lopez has just become a spot up shooter because of Giannis, right? So they, right. they need space to operate. So they basically park Lopez in the corner and just have him shoot threes. So I think that's a byproduct of Giannis, but. And I, we've been talking mostly about the Suns, but you know it's time to give credit to to, to the Bucks, man. You know, and everybody. And look, Budenholzer is everybody's favorite coach to pick on, but he's made adjustments. You know, he's 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 made adjustments. Give him credit. You know, he's he switched things up a little bit. Uh, he recognized that Drew Holiday's biggest strength is defense, and he's had 
Drew Holiday press Chris Paul yeah. from when he gets the ball all the way down the court, and it's been effective. It has been completely effective. I know Chris Paul may be dealing with an injury, so quote-unquote, you know my thing on injuries. If you're injured, you don't play. If you play, you're not injured. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I can't evaluate what you may or may not be doing because of your your injury, I can't evaluate that. All I can do is evaluate when you're playing. Um, but give him credit. You know, he's he's found the matchup there that works. Um, and we'll talk about Giannis, obviously, later on. But Giannis, you could just see this guy's <clears throat> this guy's maturation. Just he's the light is starting to come on for Giannis, man. I mean, you see it in years past. You see that wall build around him, that that forty six bear defense build around him, and he'd panic. He wouldn't know what to do. Now he's making quick decisions. He's a better passer than I think everybody give him credit for. He's yeah. a much better passer than I think people give him credit for. He's not afraid to go to the line either right now. That's another yes, thing. Yes, that's the other thing. Even if he doesn't make it, like he's yeah. still making quick decisions with the basketball. He's just he's fully confident. And what he wants to do out there. And that's the one thing about Giannis that in the past I think you struggled with is that there was a lot of, uh, I, I don't know what to do with the ball. Oh my God, mental overload. Like there was right. a lot of that. To me, he's just getting the ball. He's making his, he's making quick reads. He's making quick decisions. If the wall's formed, he's passing it out. He's making plays for other guys. He's figuring out that by them making this wall, it's, it, it's inherently going to open up shots for content. It's going to open up shots for Drew. It's going to open up shots for Brooke. And he's taking advantage of it. And then and then when he does have that one-on-one matchup with Aiden or whoever, it's barbecue chicken all day. So Giannis is playing well. I don't want to get too much into Giannis because I'm sure we'll get into it him further later. But are you surprised we're here right now? Um. I did think the Bucks were going to keep it close. I picked the Suns in seven, so I don't want to say I'm surprised. I will say that I'm surprised that once Phoenix went up 16, that the Bucks came back in the fashion that they did. You could have convinced me that maybe they came back and win that game, but you couldn't have convinced me that it would happen all in one quarter, and then they would take like a double-digit lead themselves, like in the third quarter. Like that was like the way that game spun so violently shocked the hell out of me. Um, I agree. And, yeah, and and to me, that's. You give credit to the Bucks, but at the same time with the, with the Suns, it's like you that can't happen. A swing game at home, there's no way that can happen. And to me, that's more of a worse sign for the for the Suns than it is a good sign for the Bucks. If that makes any sense, like that shows me that tells me more about the Suns. Like it, you, you just can't allow that to happen. What? Well, it just it just speaks to the Suns' youth. I mean, again, they're young. I don't know if it's youth. I, I think you hit it right when you said depth and I, I and being well, one dimensional. I'm not sure if it's like being young. I, th- I think it is being young, Josh. I think it is. I think this is the this is the first moment for that group. You know, this this Bucks team. You know, people don't want to admit it, but this Bucks team is battle tested. They've been. I mean, this core group. I know Holiday's in there new, yeah, but, but Holiday's had some playoff uh, battles. Well, Holiday's been. You know, he's battle tested in his own right. But I mean, this yeah. core group of Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, Coach Bud. You know, they've been through the playoff wars. You know, they were there two years ago where they blew a two zero lead to Toronto. Yeah, you know, they were there. You know, getting swept out of the playoffs by Miami. They were, you know, they were there seven game series here, seven game series there. They've been battle tested, and I really feel like this team gained something from winning a tough, tough series against Brooklyn. And um, well, I said it. I said it when the playoffs first started. I like what I saw from the Bucks because they won a series against Miami, a team that knocked them out the year before. They showed toughness. They showed grittiness. They showed a different edge that I had seen from Milwaukee in the years prior. And then, of course, they carried that over into Milwaukee. And, yes, I know, I know, I know. If James Harden's healthy, if Kevin, if KD or if, uh, Kyrie doesn't hurt his ankle, who knows? We're, we're probably having a different conversation today. Got it. Granted. I understand all of that. But – 
hey, at the end of the day, they took care of business. They took care of the business that they had to do. And they still could have lost that series anyway. And they still figured out a way to win it. And uh, that's credit to them. That's credit yeah. to them. They won a tough, hard series. Yeah, last year's team would have lost. Two years ago, they would have lost that because they, they feel different. They feel mentally tough. They don't feel like they're going to fold at any given moment or any given um, hint of adversity like they did in the past. So, And Giannis is say, better. And Giannis is better. Giannis is smarter. But yeah, so he's better. You can say he's better. Yeah, yeah he's better. He's, not, he's, he's better. Yeah. He stopped shoot, halfway through the net series. Something clicked inside of him where he's like, I can't. After game three, they won game three, but he still took a lot of threes. After that, something clicked inside of him where he's just like, you know, just, I don't know if someone said something to him. I don't know if Coach Bunholzer said something to him, or he just came to the realization that, like, I got to stop doing this because this is not where it's at right now. Person's got to take hoops active on the offensive glass, too, which is another thing. A lot of his things are, a lot of his points are putbacks. Hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's playing to his strength. He's playing a lot smarter. And he's got a better mid-range game than I think people realize. Like he can shoot okay. that little 15. Uh, okay. it, it, I mean, he's not, yeah. he's not, he's not, he's not, you know, a king or anything, I'll but, but he's, but, but he's that. got a, he's got an emerging mid-range game where if he continues to respect it. Yeah. If he continues to develop that part of the game, I actually think, you know, when everybody brings up, Oh, Giannis should shoot more threes or Giannis. Should, I'm like, no, that no. his area should be, Free throw line and below. He should Period. dominate that pick and pops. Nobody said Shaq, you know. Shaq should shoot threes. No one said that ever. Yeah. Never. Never. Yeah. It is a crime if Jan. I mean, obviously, if he if he goes out and hits a couple, great. But yeah. no. His his goal, if I'm Giannis, I'm in the gym working on an 18 to 20 footer and just right. jaying it. Jaying it. Jaying it. Jaying it. Because it makes you respect you. Because he's on in the open court, one-on-one, he's unguardable. They have right. literally he's unguardable. So and then when they build that wall, you can either pull up and hit a shot or pass it out. And he's figured it out. So yeah, credit to him, man. Credit to Giannis, man. The guy, and he's such a likable superstar. I guess we can we can transition on to Giannis, but he's such a likable superstar right now. Um, just his post-game interviews, you, you can just tell he's having the time of his life. Um, yeah. Listen, I take back what I said about Giannis. Now, I don't want to get too premature because obviously the Bucks are the Bucks, and Tomorrow yeah, they night, win this championship yet? <laughs> We're talking like they won the championship, right? Right. They haven't won this championship yet, so I need I need to slow down a little bit. But um, but if they do, um, I'll save it for next week. I'll save it for next week. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll save it for next week. I don't okay. want to get too. We'll it, it. it is the Bucks, and <laughs> okay. and never underestimate the Wait. ability of the Bucks to buck it up. Yeah, Bucks gonna buck. When in doubt, yes. When in doubt. Um, anything else from Game Five? No, nah, I just really impressed with Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Yon. I mean, they, they they basically, I think I saw a stat later, they scored or assisted upon like 115 of the 119 points or some 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 crazy where it's just Yeah, we're, yeah. We're gonna wild. talk big three. That's that's big three right there. And they're all different too. Like Middleton Holiday and Giannis all have three separate games, all mm-hmm. completely drastically different games, which means they fit. You know, they don't run into each other. There's no like friction there with who needs the ball or what who needs it one spot. They know that if they need a bucket, uh the you go to Middleton because he can get you an array of different things. If you want to, you know, there's just, it, they make sense mm-hmm. as, as a trio, but they have to have holiday going in order for them to. Yes. Really hit their peak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Drew holiday has been the X factor this whole series. And Gian, Giannis, Giannis, he's MVP, but the X factor has been Drew holiday. And, and another, another added point to that, what you just said, they're all, th- they're all two way players as well. Yes. And that, that's a bonus. When your three best players are also the three best players on both ends of the floor, right? It's it's you know it's such an advantage. Yeah, I mean, the Drew Holiday was a steal. 
from Drew Holiday. I mean, we can talk about the alley. The alley was phenomenal, but the steal itself is. I, I, I love that. Very, I love that block. Giannis had one of the most incredible. I, I is that better than LeBron's block? No, second, top two. Degree of difficulty though. It's harder. Yeah. I do think that when you when you rank things all time though, you have to at least think of the moment. Yes, and that moment true. was huge, but there is no bigger moment than three minutes left in game seven of the NBA finals. So Agreed. but you can argue Giannis doesn't block that. Aiton throws it down to tie game. Who knows how that game swings? And maybe that swings the whole series. So swung the series. Yeah. It's completely swung the series. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I agree with you. I think LeBron, the LeBron block is going to be going to be looked at with more love. But I actually think the Giannis block is more impressive. It's more impressive for sure because he was literally guarding. Uh, it yes. was Booker through the alley. He was guarding Booker at the elbow. Yes, and his he was the help was defender. Paid. He was the help defender on Booker, and then he yeah. he had enough wherewithal to recover, jump, and block it, and block it with his fingertips. Right. Eight, DeAndre Ayton too. Like it's not like he blocked campaign. This was DeAndre right. Ayton. Yeah, that that was an incredible block. And then of course the alley. Oh my god, that uh, just again iconic plays from this guy. Yeah. Iconic plays. Listen, the debate is over. He's the MVP of the finals. <laughs> I know. I know people. I know people out there want to put it. You know. I know CJ McCollum wants to wants to say that Middleton should get. You know, CJ. Worry about your franchise, CJ. They hate him. NBA players CJ, hate him. They don't like him. Listen, listen. They don't like here's, him. Here's here's here, here's an advice for CJ. CJ, if you're listening, hopefully you are. Yeah. If you are, plug us. Um, CJ, worry about what's going on in your franchise right now. <laughs> worry about that. Worry about Neil and Chauncey and Dame and all of his issues. Worry about that. I know you. I know you. I know you fancy yourself as a quasi media person. You yeah. know, podcasts and all and all that stuff. Great. Good. Good. Awesome. I like your podcast, by the way. You worry about that. <laughs> yeah, well, they, probably, they hate. They, they, they hate. They hate. They, hate they, they, they can't. No one. No one on Twitter. If you notice, whenever Harden goes off, there's there's NBA players showing him love. Whenever Kyrie goes off, there's NBA players showing him love. Whenever LeBron goes off, there's NBA players showing him love. But the same thing. When Giannis goes off, silence. Why is that? Silent. Why do you think? Why do you because think? if you look, all right. So we take CJ, right? CJ mentioned about Chris Middleton. CJ watches Giannis play, and he he. He doesn't see CJ can do so many more things than Giannis can with the basketball. He can like Giannis can't dribble like CJ. He doesn't have a step back game like CJ. He can't do half the things CJ does. The difference between Giannis and CJ is that Giannis is literally a freak of nature with his body and you know his size and his speed. So I think people like CJ and, and James Harden they see this guy dominating and they look at their skill set and they're like, my skill set's better. Like I'm not going to give this guy as much. But I'm not going to show but, him but, but I, that, That's different, though. Like, there's a there's what, a real, there's, a, there's from, a nastiness man. to it. Like that, just like it's different because there's always been like, oh, I'm better than this guy, but there's a respect because he's an NBA it, guy. Yeah, there's pure, no, there's no respect for Giannis. Yeah, there's and no I don't understand that. I don't. I don't understand either because he's a nice dude. He does. He doesn't talk crap about anybody. He doesn't rub anybody the wrong way. So I don't understand it myself. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I do think it has a. I think there's a lack of respect for his game because he can't shoot free throws. He can't shoot threes. He Which he's has, not. First of all, he's not the first NBA superstar. Dwight Howard got more love than Giannis. I know. But, but Dwight Howard was like a post up player. It's different. Like Giannis starts at the perimeter. Like it's it's a little different. Like aesthetically, it's a little different. So everybody I think says people, Giannis has no bag. Did Dwight Howard have a bag in Orlando? No, but he didn't need one. And Giannis doesn't exactly. need one either. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I'm I, I'm just telling. I'm trying to 
explain to you where I think I just, these players I are coming I just, from. I don't get the hate. I really don't. I, get, it, I, I don't get it either. I, I get it in the sense I, I get where they're coming from, but I don't agree with it. It's hate. It's jealousy. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is. It, it's it's the, oh, if I had his stupid. size and speed, I'd be doing the same thing. It's oh, stupid. Do- yeah. It's stupid. And look, I, and look, I've been critical of Giannis. I've been critical of Giannis. I've called yeah. him Mediterranean Tyrus Thomas. I've been very <laughs> critical of Giannis, man. But the dude has shown me something. Listen, yeah. I'm one of those people. I'm always going to say, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I was wrong about Giannis. Now, look, there are, t- there are times where he frustrates the hell out of me. I think he should be a little bit more aggressive with the basketball in his hand, yeah. um, make quicker decisions with all things that he's done in this series, by the way. But, you know, I've been critical of him. But real recognize, real man. The guy is an incredible basketball player. Mediterranean Tires. <laughs> Thomas. I got it. That shit blew up too when I said that. Yeah. No, but, you know, I've been critical of him. And the fact that I'm able to sit here and say, look, I was wrong or, you know, I was misguided in saying that the dude is a tremendously talented basketball player. And the fact that he's just getting better, like the thing people yeah. forget, he's only 26. Yeah. Like and he's still scratching the surface of what he could be. He did win like four more championships and two more MVPs. And then what, what are we saying about him? Yeah. And just but, imagine if he keeps developing that mid range game. That's what I'm saying. And like now he quote unquote has a bag. His like, prime is like two years away. He's not in his prime yet. That's a crazy thing. If he stays healthy, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's yeah. yeah. I like Giannis, man. He's a good kid. I like him too. You can tell his teammates I, I, and love all him. the fans like him. All the fans like it's it's the players. It's the players themselves. And you know why I like him? He didn't take the easy way out. He didn't right, pitch out. He stayed in Milwaukee. He took he took the challenge on of winning and his championship. And I'll say that right now. And I know I wanted to save it, but fuck it, I'll say it right now. His championship, if and when he wins tomorrow tonight, whenever you guys are listening to this. When he wins that championship, if he wins that, I'll say if, if he wins that championship, that championship means more than anything KD did with the Warriors. Yeah. Anything LeBron did with Miami. It means more. I'm sorry. It means more. This championship was harder than any of those championships. I'm sorry. It just was. If you want to talk full road as of like, I was drafted by the Bucks. The Bucks were a poverty franchise. I developed my game. I needed people. Then, yeah. But, I mean, we also have to take into context, like, that's just the realities of the situation. The Nets were injured. The Lakers were injured. No, of course. Of course. I'm not taking any of that away from from anything. I get it. That's also a part of the story. You have to be fair. You have to write that in the obituary of this season when you write it, that – a lot of teams got injured along the way, and who knows? Maybe if everybody's fully healthy, I I believe it. If the Lakers are healthy, they're in the finals right now. If Brooklyn's healthy, most likely they're in the finals right now, right? Like, right. of course, you have to write that. But that being said, this is the finals we got, and the finals we got has Giannis one win away from winning a championship and playing one of the great NBA finals of all time in his performance. Yeah, it, it, yeah, absolutely. He was clearly the best player on the court. It's not even, it's not yeah. even an argument. It's not even an yeah. argument. And that's all due respect to Devin Booker. It's not even an argument. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it, it means more, man. I, that's the other thing about it. And I want, I, I'm going to save this conversation for next week because I want to have this, this is much more of a, of a greater discussion on just the NBA as a whole, but you know, he didn't take the easy way out. He won his title in the team that drafted him. He could have, he could have, he could have did the, the, the easy thing of I don't want to be here. It doesn't help my brand. I want to sell sneakers in Miami or I want to sell sneakers and wherever, but he, but he committed, he signed long-term, he took on the challenge and he's being rewarded for it. And that franchise and that city is being rewarded for it. Good for him. He deserves it. And that fan base deserves it. 
That's a passionate. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a that's a long running passionate. Fam- I have friend, I have fan, friends and family in Milwaukee. Oh, it's passionate! It's a passionate NBA city. They love the Bucks there. They've been rooting for the Bucks for fifty plus years. You know, it is they deserve it. This isn't some Johnny Come Lately franchise. This is a, right. a stable franchise that has just been unlucky. They just haven't had a guy. Yeah, and in the NBA, you know how it is. You just need that transcendent guy. And yeah. they finally got it, and now they're in a position where they're, they're one win away from winning a championship. So yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to Game Six because we've talked about it, like we've coordinated the Bucks. But I need to, I need an official prediction. What's going to happen in a few hours from now? Since we're already almost Tuesday here in the West Coast um, tonight, Game Six, Bucks, Suns at Bucks. Who wins? So I mean, I, everything is pointing to this to the Bucks winning the championship at home, um, I, and that's when. <laughs> I turn and I look and I'm like, that's probably not going to happen then, right? Because every time you think <laughs> something's definitely going to happen, the exact opposite The exact happens. thing happens in this postseason, right? Yeah, and but I'm having a hard time going Bucks. against the Bucks. Yeah, I'm having a hard time um, right now going against the Bucks. I do think that there has been a significant change. It's not just momentum at this point. You know, sometimes you can point to momentum and be like, oh, this team is just hot right now. It's a buzzsaw. But as we mentioned before, the Bucks seem to be a little more dimensional. Uh, than the Suns, Chris Paul's injured and he's hurt. And you can say whatever you want. Like if you're if you're playing, you're not injured. And I do agree with you with that. But the fact of the matter is, he's still not a hundred percent. And if he's not a hundred percent, and Drew Holiday's guarding you, forget it. Like this is the person who pretty much and anyone can say what they want about Chris Paul. I still think Chris Paul catapulted this team to what they are today. Obviously, you know, I I, I don't think he's the best player on the team. Devin Booker's the best player on the team, but I do think he's probably the MVP of the team. I think that's two separate things. And yep. I think without him at a hundred percent and him, you know, getting into the teeth of the defense and kicking out and making plays and being comfortable and hitting that elbow jumper, the team is just not the same. And they become very one dimensional. That's give Devin Booker the ball and hope that he's you know, shooting 70% today. So uh, to me, I just, I have a hard time believing that the Bucks go home you know, with that crowd going crazy with Giannis playing the way he's playing with Drew holidays, confidence sky high. I just have a hard time believing that the Suns can go in there and pull off a victory. Although I do think it would be close, you know, games four and five could have gone either way. So you can convince me that Suns can win, but I don't know, man. Uh, it's just not looking like it right now. I just don't, offensively when i think about what the suns can do to it to improve a lot of it has to do with the health of chris paul and he's just not there and then when i think about what the suns have to do defensively you know what can you do deandre Ayton's not going to stop Giannis at the rim it's just not what it is it worked against other uh, a hobbled lakers team it, it, it worked against you know the, a hobbled denver nuggets team but it, it's not going to work against you know Giannis onto the and if Drew holiday is hitting his shots forget it forget it Yeah, um, I'm also afraid to go gun ho on the um, on the Bucks just because it is the Bucks. It always seems like I tweeted this the other day, but it always seems like they 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 figure out a way to make things difficult on themselves for whatever the reason. Maybe it just drives them, it moves them. I don't know, but they just always they always find themselves in these positions where they should should dominate, they should win, but somehow they always end up in these like tough, hard fought games. A lot of times through their own doing. I just think. You have a franchise that hasn't won a championship since nineteen what seventy two? Yeah, like that nineteen seventy no seventy seventy one three no seventy one seventy one seventy sixty nine seventy was the Lakers like or the Knicks Knicks seventy seventy one was the Bucks I believe seventy two was the Lakers and then seventy three was Back Knicks. The Knicks yeah all right so yeah, this is a franchise that hasn't won a championship in fifty years 
a Bucks franchise that's been around since like 1967, 68, something like that. So pretty much 50 plus years as a franchise, 50 years since a championship in a building and with a, with a raucous crowd, 48 minutes away from a championship. I don't think the Suns are getting out of there alive. I'm sorry. I, you can convince me Devin Booker's going to have a big game. You can convince me all those things. I just, you know me, I'm a big intangibles guy, right? You know, crowd moment, history, 50 plus years, you know, they're going to wheel out Oscar. They're going to wheel out Kareem. They're going to wheel out whoever. And I mean this lovingly. I don't mean it trying to back on their age or anything, but you know, they're going to bring out all the legends, everything, the damn, everybody that they can find from that championship team. They're going to wheel them out and it's going to be a coronation. I, I just think that a franchise like this, they're the better team. I think we can stop debating it now. They are the better team. They're the better team. Phoenix has more upside. Yeah. But they're the better team right now as currently constituted. When you're the better team, you got history on your side, 48 minutes away from a championship. I don't think the Suns get out of there alive. I really don't. I think it's a blowout. I think it's a blowout. I don't think it's a competitive game. I think it'll be close for a little bit, but I just think the Bucs, you don't do what you did in Phoenix on Saturday night and then come out and lay an egg. Right. They're going to win that game, game six. Um, Listen, stranger things have happened. I get it, yeah. and it is the Bucks. It is the Bucks. It is the Bucks. I I understand that. It is Bud's gonna bud. Bud's gonna bud. Hey, listen, I I'll lay off a of bud. Bud is yeah. Bud is coached a decent series. You could, you could argue he's out coached Monty Williams. Um, that being said, um, yeah, it's Bucks, man. They they they're they're the favorite. They should be. They're they're going to win that game. I just I don't see a scenario. Where the Suns win, I really don't. It, it it would show me a lot about the Suns if they won that game. We'll it really would. It really we're would. Talking about, we have a whole different. If the Suns win Game Six, all of a sudden it's everyone's crowning the Suns as champions. I mean, that's another thing. Like we can't be really too prisoner of the moment, but I think at this yeah, point, you see three yeah, games you're in right. A row, you're right. You're right. The Bucks were able to make adjustments, whereas the the Suns, I don't really know what adjustments they can make in my mind. That doesn't involve. Like I said, it's CP3 just playing better and playing healthier, and you can't you can't change the fact that DeAndre Ayton's not going to have the same impact that he's had in the rest of the no, series because he can't. he's just outmatched. It just is what it yeah. is. And I said it at and the beginning not, of the series. Bad. I didn't like he's that. He, I didn't, no, he's not playing bad. He's just he yeah. just can't, he can't guard Giannis one on one. He just and he can't, can't have the same impact. He just can't. No. He can't. He can't be the rim protector that he's been. He can't be the no. force inside who's getting you you know twenty and twenty. He's it's just not going to happen. You need that from him. They need a I, Cam Johnson to step up. They need a Mike Helper just to have a big game. That's what they need. Bridges has been a big factor in the series because yeah. he just has not played the same. Yeah. And they've been able to take him out as well. Yeah. You know, the, the problem is the Bucks have been physical. And I think that, and that's all, that also goes to youth too. Yeah. I think the Suns have not seen physicality like this. They saw it a little bit against the Lakers, but again, the Lakers got hurt. So, was, you know, you could be as physical as you want, but when you're under band, it's, it's one thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I don't think they've seen the physicality the Bucks bring, which is weird to say the Bucks physicality that hasn't always been the case, but they've been out, they, they, they've just been out muscled them. I mean, just look at them. The Bucks are just bigger than Phoenix. They're just yeah, bigger too. in every way, you know. Yeah. Like you said, I don't think Phoenix has. What adjustments can they make? I don't. Unless you're giving Chris Paul a time machine and the only thing you know, I can think of is health serum. Like you I just you have think- Devin. You have Devin run point. You switch it up where Devin runs point. He becomes Chris, more specific. Chris to the two. You have him just kind of running around. It's not even just having him on the wing, but it's it's 
he's like a swing guard type of thing, but you, you kind of alternate. Maybe I'm not saying that every possession you do it, but you have a booker handle the ball a little bit more and maybe get some buck defenders out of position or not used to what's going on. Drew holiday is not, you know, pressuring the ball like he is with CP three. So you don't have a problem bringing up the ball past half court. You're setting up your offense more efficiently. That's really the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that, I, I think that's probably the only thing they can do honestly that would be worth anything yeah um a, a radical thing would be to bench chris paul they're not going to do it they, i know that, they, but but they have looked better with campaign at times they could do campaign yeah they could they could also start devin booker at the point have bridges at the two bridges, bridges and start camp johnson at the three and and that's that week it's your bench but that yeah, week is your bench. Yeah, there's so, no way that's happening. Yeah, there's, but that's the thing. Their yeah. moves to, to make and their moves to play are all extremes that they're not going to play in this. Right. I mean, maybe they should, but they're not. So well, Chris Paul had a really good fourth quarter to game five, where if the, if the Suns would have won, it would have made a big that, deal out of that it. That is he the was, only shining light that the Suns have right now, is yeah. that A, Booker's continued to play well. And Chris and Paul have played well. Chris Paul played well at the end of game five. That's the only thing that they have to hang our ha- hang their hats on. It's big, Other than though. that, there's not. I mean, it's a big thing. What, yeah. Whether there's carryover, who knows? But I just, I just don't see it, man. I, yeah, I, I don't see it. I think it's going to take Booker scoring sixty and then getting contributions from like a campaign or Cam Johnson. I think it's, I think it's more simple that Chris Paul has to play well, which is not you know out of you know the realm of possibility. I just, don't, I don't think he's healthy. So I, I just no. it's it's hard for me to picture him putting like back to back consistent games right now. They need Chris Paul to play well, and not even well. I think they need Chris Paul to have one big game, yeah. one big game. Yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. I really don't. It's possible. We'll see. It's possible. I mean, look, and I know I, I'm sounding really matter of fact that the Bucks are going to do this. I hate to do yeah. that. Trust me, I'm not comfortable in yeah. that. But I just again everything. If you're just looking at this on paper. I don't know how you can sit there and say tomorrow night or tonight is guaranteed the Suns are going to win or Suns right. have a chance. I just don't see how you look at it that way. Yeah. I think they I keep think it close. They, I think they figured it out. I think, I think it's a blowout. I think it, it'll start out close. The Suns will come out with some some desperation, but I think eventually when the Bucks take over, they take over. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't see it being really competitive at the end. So. We shall see. That's why they play the games. We could sit here all day and pontificate about what we think is going to happen, but why they play the games. We shall see, man. We shall see. Um, moving on to the other big NBA story. I guess I wanted to pick your brain before we get out of here. Uh, can you decode what the hell is going on with Dame Lillard? Is he, does he want to be traded? Did he ask for a trade? Is he loyal? Does he so want to stay is, in Portland? Does he not want to stay in Portland? I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm just going to – I think you like this tweet. I'm just going to repeat my tweet about it. I think there's a – before a superstar gets to the level of like – Yes. Before a superstar gets to the level of demanding a trade, there's a level below that of get your shit together or I'm going to demand a trade. And I think that's where Dame is. I think that he wants to be a Blazer. I genuinely think he wants to be a Blazer for life. I don't think he wants to leave – but I also think he values winning and he values a championship as by his frustrations, you know? Um, and I do think the longer he stays there and he looks at the roster and he sees the contract situation 
and he sees the mess that Neil has caused with the the coaching search. And honestly, the mess that Neil has caused with giving these contracts out and not really doing much with the roster, a lot of that is Neil as well, if not all of it, because he's the GM. And I think he he sees that he's getting older. You know, Dame's 31 years old. He's not in his prime. He's probably at the end of his prime. He's still in his prime, but probably going to be leaving it in like a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I do think he, he he realizes like the time is, is kind of now. He looks at the Portland Trailblazers. He's like, I don't think I, we can win right now. And I, I don't know. I, I I also think, you know, a lot of it has to do with things behind the scene. I don't think he's really a big fan of Neil Olshay. I, I don't think he's a fan of the way he's running the organization. And sometimes when you don't feel comfortable in an organization, you kind of want out. I think he loves the fans. I think he loves Portland. I think he loves the state of Oregon. But at the end of the day, like if you're not happy, if if, if you if you don't like the work environment they're going to, why would you want to stay? Especially when you can choose where the fuck you want to go. <laughs> you I, know I, mean? I I'm conflicted. Because I like Dame Lillard. Yeah. I'm also one that bags on organizations when they've completely fumbled the situation like they have. And I think Portland has done a terrible job. Neil O'Shea's an idiot. We know that. Um, Not to mince words. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's one of these people that has failed up in life. Um, That being said... I'm kind of confused at this whole situation because I I'm is the situation in Portland that bad? I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Like, if you listen to NBA Twitter and NBA media, you know, basically Dame Lillard is on the 2007 Cavs, basically, where he's just playing with a bunch of stiffs, right? And poor Dame. I mean, we basically need to give Dame the Congressional Medal of Freedom because he's. <laughs> You know, he's doing acts of service that are I agree with that this, are beyond any normal yeah. human. Right. I look at that franchise and I'm like, they're not that far away. Like they have good players. Like they're a level they have below. A good team. Yeah, they're, they're a level, level below, below. But I yeah. don't think I don't think they have that much far to go. Like if you if you look at it right now as is the Clippers are in disarray. Who the hell knows what the Clippers are gonna be next year? That's one team. Dallas, does anybody think Dallas is gonna be a super team next year? Jason Kidd coaching? No way. Um, The Lakers, I mean, outside of the Lakers when they're healthy, but right now, today, looking at it today, I think you got to look at the Lakers as a big question mark. What are the Lakers? LeBron's going to be 36 entering season 19. And AD is perpetually always hurt. So question mark for the Lakers. And I'm a Laker fan and I'm saying this. Denver? Anybody sitting there saying Denver is going to be this perennial championship team right utah <sighs> not really utah right. no phoenix i gotta see it again and then if they don't right. resign chris paul what back does phoenix the, looks back like to mid back to the mid you go yeah i know I'm, I'm just i'm looking at the western conference and it's like i'm not seeing the 99 spurs there i'm not seeing the 2002 right. 2003 mavs or lakers. the suns i'm not seeing the, lakers, this, the 2000 lakers. Shaq and kobe lakers like yeah. i'm not seeing this i think it's a it's a deep conference but it's a little bit misleading that he's first of all the fact that he that people act like he's playing against with a bunch of stiffs is it's, it's that's 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 my problem with it all. Like CJ McCollum is, I mean, the borderline all star. First of all, he's probably a top five Blazers of all time. Let's get it real. And then on top of that, when they made the Western Conference Finals a few years ago, it was it was CJ McCollum who carried Damian Lillard into the Western Conference Finals? Say that. Forget that. Game Say seven. That. Game seven in Denver. That was a CJ McCollum game. Dame was Say awful. <laughs> was Say awful. That. 
CJ led that team to the Western Conference Finals. So this idea that you know Dame doesn't have help is kind of ridiculous. And then on top of that, Yusuf Nurkic is one of the best big men in the league. I'm not saying he's, when he's healthy. When I'm he's not healthy. saying he's Embiid. But that next tier, you can put him in there. He's one of the best passing big men in the league, and he's decent defensively. Then you have Carmelo think? coming off the bench. People tell me all the time, Yo, Carmelo still got it. Well, if Carmelo still got it, then Dame has some little bit of help. So I do agree with the fact that like this idea. Simons that Dame, is a good little player. Simons is okay. Um, he he's, he's athletic, but they developed he's, him. He's okay. Robert Covington is one of the better three and D players in the league. So this idea that he doesn't have help to me is kind of a false notion. It's it's kind of dumb to me because he does have help. There's a reason why people were picking the Blazers to go to Western Conference Finals this year, like because they have talent. Everybody it's brings up the defense. Fair. The defense is yeah, a byproduct of is coaching. Awful. Coaching. It's what? Coaching. It's a byproduct of coaching. Like, I've always felt like they've had a coaching problem. Like, I like Terry Stotts, but Terry Stotts is a guy that has a ceiling. Terry Stotts is good with young teams, teams that are just trying to figure out their way. Yeah. I don't think Terry Stotts is the guy that gets you to a championship. I've always felt like they needed a coaching change. I've always felt like they needed a a, a, a better coach there or a more consistent, defensive-minded coach. I- I agree with that. I just don't think you can teach Dame and CJ how to stay in front of guards. <laughs> That's my thing. The true, problem with the Blazers true. is that their best two offensive players are very small guards who it's are not two or below guards. Yes. And it's, it's like, what do you do with that? Because if you play them both, you're going to get killed on the perimeter. That's their problem. So Dame has to be paired with a bigger guard who can defend because if, because Dame is not an awful defender, but he's not, by any he's stretch a, of the imagination, not, yeah, he's yeah, he's not Isaiah Thomas defensively. Yeah, he's not. And yeah. you you can't you can't tell me you put in defensive specials like Tom Thibodeau coaches the Blazers, and all of a sudden Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are playing defense. No, now, but they the might team get better defense as, automatically. As yeah, as a whole, that's what I mean. Like yeah. when you when you to me, I think if you're if you're if you're if you're stuck on Dame and CJ as a duo, then you need a defensive coach to change the overall scheme of the defense. Team defense needs to get better. Help defense needs to get better. The effort on defense needs to get better. And that's on coaching. That's on coaching. And I agree with you. Tom Thibodeau can't come in there and make Dame Lillard a better defender. Yeah. He can't. Individually, he can't. But defense, a lot of it is on effort. A lot of it is on scheme. You know, and I think a coach does help in that part. I do. So I think that so I think that changing the coach would have been better. Now, obviously, they just completely bungled the hire. Um with the whole process that which they took, look, they always wanted to hire Billups. If it felt like it felt like they always wanted to hire Billups, then just he's hire always the guys. Just right. hire him. Don't don't. They made don't it worse signal. by playing yeah. this game with Becky. Oh, Hammond we actually like and, Becky Hammond, guys. Right. They made it worse <laughs> by doing that. Sometimes just do what you want to do initially yeah. and just do it. Like people stand don't knock you, but stand by it. Own yeah. it. Don't play this. They tried to get too cute with the coaching hire where, oh, we might give it to, you know, this guy. We might hire a Clyde Drexler. We might hire this guy. We might. hire No, like you knew you always wanted to hire Chauncey Billups, own it, hire him and just be done with it. Right. And then and then a lot of like they said, they did a thorough investigation about like what happened. And you didn't do that. You like, can't investigate these things. Like, what do you what right, do you, exactly. investigate it? How, how you, right. Like, I hate that. Oh, in two days. Did a thorough investigation. In we asked days. all the women in Chauncey's <laughs> life and they told us he's a good guy. We talked to his daughters. They said they like their daddy. <laughs> like, come on. Like, this is stupid. Like, you're not like, listen, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's it's similar to the Mets situation with Jared Porter. Like, exactly. oh, did you interview all the women in his life? What is Mrs. Porter, the mom, going to say about her son? Right. He's a great stand-up guy. Right. Like, people are not going to say these things. Like, you know, like, stop it. Like, I, I just, I hate that we get bogged down in these stupid little 
things like listen you wanted to hire the guy hire him and look i'm not saying he's the right hire i'm not saying he's a bad he's a bad hire i i, I don't know honestly i don't know i don't know Chauncey could be the next Phil Jackson. I who the fuck knows? I don't know. He could be, but it's also very interesting that Dame is unhappy still, even though after that hire. That's I think that shows you that Dame maybe was not on board with the hire completely. I think Dame is trying to have his cake and eat it too. I think Dame is coming off like a little bit of a phony because everything that you heard initially was that he was on board with the hire. And now I think Dame did one of these. He put his thumb and he put his <laughs> finger in the air. He knew how the wind was blowing, and now he wants yeah. to pretend. Oh yeah, I'm with you, fans. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm a, I'm a against the hire too. Nah, you're yeah. coming a little bit like a phone. I, I'm starting not. I, I'm. I hate to say it because I'm such a Dame Lillard fan, but he's starting to rub me the wrong way. I, I didn't like how he, yeah. he's he's coming off really disingenuous. I think he was on board with the hire, and I think we realized the fan base was so negative, and the NBA media was split on it. I think he read the room and it was like, oh, yeah, y- y- yeah, yeah. I, Chauncey, what he did was bad. Yeah, was yeah. was terrible. He touched women back in 1997 before I was alive. That, that's terrible. Um, yeah, he's coming off a little bit like a phony to me. And, and I don't like that. I, I just I don't like that to me. Own it. He's another one. Own it. You wanted Chauncey as the coach? Right. Then say that and say, right. "Look, hey, I may not have known all the details about his past, and I and that I apologize for." Um, I've talked to Chauncey myself, and he seems like the issue hasn't affected him or whatever. Blah blah blah. Just say that. There's ways of doing that. Yeah. And everybody has handled the situation poorly. Everybody. And it's a it's a mess. I just I hate these narrative driven arguments that like Dame is playing with a bunch of stiffs. I look at that roster. I don't think they're that far off. Yes, they need to do some tweaking. Yes, they need to make some changes a little bit here and there. But I don't think they're that far off. I, I really don't. You, I thought at the beginning of the season or a little bit through the season, I thought there were like one or two players, probably two, but like nothing that you can't get at a trade deadline or that you what, can't. What, what what is the biggest thing they need? A, per, a, a perimeter defender. Perimeter defender guard to, to put next to Dame. Yeah. Norman Powell's not that guy. No. <laughs> not really. No. Norm's I think Norman Powell like, should be the replacement for CJ if he decided to trade CJ. But even Norm is like, Norm is a better defender for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And he's bigger. But then you have you have Dame Norm, Covington, Nurk, and then who are you going to start at the four? They need a three. Like, they can move Covington, Covington to the four, to the four. they need a three. Yeah. So that three, you know, if you, if that's another three and D, then yeah, that works. You're right. They're not. They're not as far away as people are making it. Not that far off. Yeah, they're not that far off. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get this narrative that the Blazers are basically playing with the the 2017 Knicks roster. Like, I just, I don't underachieved this year. They underachieved. They've underachieved for the last four years, arguably. I don't know if they underachieved. I, I think that they achieved to the point where they basically what they were. I I don't think they underachieved. I think they underachieved a little bit. They were hurt. They were hurt all of last year. I mean, like really hurt. Like last year, I know, they were hurt. Has, I know a lot of teams have injuries, but the way the Blazers were hurt the year before that was ridiculous. And they the roster is better than that. the roster is better than that in 2020. It should have not been an AFC. They underachieved this past year. Sure. This past year, they underachieved as well yeah. because you know they should have been better than that. 2019, yeah. okay, they got to a Western Conference Finals. You want to say they didn't underachieve then? Okay, I'll give you that. The year they got swept by the Pelicans, they should have not lost that series. That was bad. That was was bad. bad. They underachieved then. Like, again, I think they fixed one of their issues, coaching. Okay. Potentially. Potentially. But we don't even know what what type of coach Chauncey's going to be. We have no Right. But I mean, like, I think they did a move that they needed to do. I think it was time for Terry Stotts to go. Yeah. That's part of the issue. 
Yeah. Now you make the right hire and you have the coach fix. Now you make a couple tweaks, a couple trades in the deadline or even trades in the off season. You could fix what they're not that far off. No. To me, I just don't like how Damon's handled the whole situation. First of all, I think he's coming off like a little bit like a phony with the Chauncey thing because I think he did approve of the hire and now he's he's reading the room and he's reading the fans' reaction to it and now he's trying to come off like, oh, he's Mr. Diplomatic. And yeah, I, I feel the same way too. I hate rapists. Like, ugh, ugh terrible, right. disgusting. Like, no, you were on board with the hire. Stop it. Like, you were. Just own it. Just own it. And then yeah. the whole, I want to, like, if you want out, just say it. But that's that's my issue with NBA guys. They want to pull the trigger, but they don't want to be the bad guy. Right. And that's what it feels like it's coming. And that's what it com- comes off to me with Dame is that he wants out, but he doesn't want to be the bad guy. He doesn't want to be hated. Right. I, I do think he plays this year in Portland, though. But I think it's a very, very, very big possibility. This is last year in Portland. Because it's a very, very big possibility that the same thing happens this year where they go to the playoffs, they're out in the first round, everybody's frustrated, and then what? But see, that's the thing. If you're going to trade him, trade him now. Because if I'm a if I'm a Trailblazer teammate, and I know Nurk has come out and defended him, and yeah. people are like that. But there's got to be a part of you that like pretty much has your star player basically saying like, "All oh, you motherfuckers are bums. I need to play with other other better players." <laughs> like, there's got to be a part he of you that like he hasn't said that though. But that that's. I, I get what you're saying. That's kind of like what you're saying, right? Like, oh, we're not good enough. See, like, yeah, these are bums. We need. But he's making it more of an organizational issue than he is. Like, he, he hasn't like pointed at CJ. He hasn't pointed at Nurk. But it, you know? but if you're saying it's an organizational thing, then what? I know. You're you're not saying you need a new scout. I know what you're saying. Yeah, we need a, we need a new travel agent. Right. <laughs> you're saying you need better players. Right. That's my thing. It's like if you're gonna go down that road. Take the gloves off. Right. Like, don't have it both ways. And what Dame is trying to do is he's trying to have it both ways. He's trying to put the organization down and say, oh, they're a fucking chaos. But don't blame me. Don't be mad at me. I'm right. fine. Don't don't hate me. Chauncey Billups is a rapist. And I agree with you, fans. Don't hate me. <laughs> like, he's trying to have it both ways. And, and he's coming off looking bad to me, in my eyes. And also, I can't stop thinking like you. We're, we're having a finals where you have two small market teams, two drafted teams, potentially right. having an opportunity to win a championship. I, I think, and you know, you, if you go back to 2019, two of the last three championships now potentially are teams that were built through primarily through draft and, and scouting and development, not super teams. I just right. hate this. I just, I don't want to see Dame, Go down that route, man. I'm I'm just disappointed because if I fucking see Dame on the fucking Mavericks, listen, this is where I'm a little bit of a fraud too. You know, I'm a Laker fan, so right. yeah, I'm gonna be excited that Dame Lillard's on the Lakers. I'm not gonna care from a fan perspective. Yeah, I'm not gonna care from right. a journalist perspective. You know, by an unbiased observer. Yeah, I don't like super teams. And the Lakers are not a super team. Let's let's also clear that notion up too that the Lakers are a super team. Yeah, it's 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 really they're not a super team. No. There were people saying that this was the worst Laker roster of all time to win a championship last year, but somehow we're a super team now. It's funny how those things change <laughs> narratively. I was you one know. of those people who said that I, I Yeah, the that, Lakers last that, year that Laker were a last bunch year. of stiffs. But now I, this I don't think it was a bunch of stiffs. I just said that that Laker team last year was probably one of the worst champions we've had in the past 20 years. And I stand by that. They're worse than whoever wins this year. No, I mean that. I said that last year when they won. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. This year's. Because I think that Laker team would beat anyone, any two of these teams. I agree. I agree. I think, I think that Laker team is the favorite this year. I agree. 
which is not saying a lot about these two teams because I said that about Lake last year's Lakers team and I meant it. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I listen. You you have inside knowledge on what's going on in the Trailblazers organization. Again, I'm just I'm looking at it from the complete outside perspective. I'm not putting you out, I'm not putting you out there, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> you have inside knowledge. I don't. I'm just looking at it completely. I mean, I live up here, so I hear the this, you know the the scutterbug on talk radio and whatnot. Right, right. But I just I'm failing to see where and when Dame Lillard should get a freaking purple heart. Like he's playing I'm with you on that. like no, he's storming Felucia, you know, with these guys, like, and they're letting him down here. Like, I, I just don't that. see it. And I've, I have a, I have a problem with a few of his tweets as well. Um, when the whole thing was going down, specifically when someone tweeted at him about um, the fans, or uh, he, he kind of basically subtweeted subtweeted someone who said something like the fans are going to be sorry when he's gone or something like that. Dame is trying to get cute. Yeah, he's playing that game where every right. superstar plays, where they're trying to get too cute, trying to play the the Willie won't he game, the sitcom game. Will they? Right. Won't they? Like, dude, if you want to be out, just say it, put it out there, and wear it. Wear the hat, wear the heel hat. Like you're a heel now. You're a wrestling villain. You're Roman Reigns in this shit. Like, just cut the fucking negative promo shit on the fans and get the fuck out of there. Like just do it in a lot of ways. Like I kind of have respect for what James Harden did because he didn't give a fuck. He was willing to be the heel. Don't don't like me. I don't care. I want out in a lot of ways. I, I shit on what he did. I think it was terrible. I think it upsets a bad president, but in a lot of ways I respect it. He wanted out. He did. He tried to get fired and he did. Right. If then do it. But don't play this game of kind of, sort of, maybe, want to, not, maybe. And and even if it's just like, hey, I want Neil O'Shea out, then go out there, say, I want Neil O'Shea fired. That's what I think he should be doing. Right. If, if Neil's a problem, say Neil's a problem so he can get fired and you can move Do it Aaron Rodgers. Do it Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has basically thrown the GM under the bus. He can't stand him. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, you know, personally, that's if I was Dame's friend, that's the advice I'd give him. Like even though Aaron Rodgers, if it's Neil, Rogers, Neil, if it's Neil, it's Neil. like to pretend like he's basically storming Felucia and he needs oh, a yeah. purple heart because he's not playing with anybody either. Apparently. Yeah. Just only made the NFC championship game. <laughs> well, <he said> <laughs> two years. Somehow he's playing, you know, but somehow he lost because yeah. he didn't have, you know, another all pro yeah. receiver. Next Tom Brady game. basically said, here's the football three times in a row in the second half of the NFC championship game. Yep. yep. <laughs> Don't get me started on Aaron Rodgers. You know that's, you know that's just there for me to grab. I love Aaron, um, but I can't. I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's it, honestly these situations mirror I love Dame, and it, it it kills me that I have to kill him. But it's like he's coming off like a phony. He's coming off like a fraud. I'm sorry, he's coming off like a fraud. So. But the reason why he can do it is because he's so well liked that people aren't. But that only, but that only the, lasts you so long. Exactly where you're at right now is a, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to come to the same conclusions that you're coming to right now, but it's going to take a few months. It's not, it's and not there yet. He's lucky. He's in Portland, That's not right. in an East coast city where yeah. people see through this shit. Yeah. A big market with big media. You know, he's in Portland. You know, they got like yep. 12 guys, like 12 guys and gals. Like that's it. Yep. Right. That's just not going to fly in New York. It's, not gonna try it's funny. Go. You say too, because now that I think about it, like everyone who has the same opinion that you do, and I, I've said certain things too, like all those same people are from East Coast. I just put that together actually, because I know my friends were like supportive. Because it's like you could see it. It's like yeah. 
maybe I have a cynical eye for these things, but you can see it. Like, bro, just stop I don't think being a pony about it. Stop being a fraud about it. He's yeah. coming off like a fraud. Yeah. And yeah. then that press conference last week, what is that? Does he want to trade? Not want to trade? He's not, I don't think he's denying the rumors, but he's also saying he wants to be a trailblazer. So he's kind of like in the middle. It just he, well, he said he said it was all false. He said it was all false. So he didn't say any of that stuff. But, but then who's, later on, who's the then, writer? Uh, Henry Abbott, I think. Yeah. Who's a legit. A like, legit yes. Yeah. Yes. He's legit. Yeah. So he's not some schmo out there throwing shit out there. He's legit. Right. And he wouldn't throw that out there if he didn't have it on good knowledge. 1000%. So. Yeah. He's, he's we'll throwing see. off like a fraud, man. I don't know. And I hate to say it. He, I'm a, I'm a huge Dame Lillard fan. Yeah. He's giving yeah. himself an out. That's really what he's doing. The best way to do these things, man, if you're going to do it, is say, hey, look, I've given you motherfuckers nine years of my life, nine, ten years of my life. I just want a fresh start. You know, I may not mean I don't want to necessarily be in a super team, but I just want to go somewhere else. Different start, fresh start, a place that I feel like is going to be in a better position to give me a chance to win. Just say that, hey, you know what? Let's do this behind closed doors. Let's do it amicably. I'll let you guys trade me to. I want to go to these destinations, but make sure you get the good deal that helps your franchise. I have that much respect for the franchise and the fan base that I'm not going to let you guys sandbag it or I'm not going to sandbag you guys. Like make the best deal that you guys can within these parameters. These are the places that I want to go. Yeah. Do it behind closed doors. You shake hands, agree, blah, 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 salute. That's it. Right. Playing this media game and Dave's sisters, cousins, brothers said you, that he might want to trade. You think he's there already? You think he wants out? I think he wants out. I think he just doesn't. He, he's he's the guy that wants a breakup, but he doesn't know how to do it. Got it. So he's just playing passive aggressive games like and hope that the uh, that the, yeah, the you look fat. Have you gained weight? <laughs> <laughs> he's showing up late he's showing right. up with other women's cologne women's right. perfume smelling on him like he's, right. he wants out just say right. that right. I, that's where I'm at with it I think he wants out I think he's a level below I, that. I, yeah and yeah he, you think he's a level below that yeah I think he wants out. I, I, I think he wants to stay in Portland but I think he sees that there's just it's like again he's in that relationship where he wants he loves the person but right. he just knows that it's not going to work and it's not right. it's never going to work Right. So, but he doesn't know how to get out of it. Right. So instead of just being the mature adult and just saying, Hey, I want out. He's just playing this weird passive aggressive game where you're only going to end up hurting yourself more in the end, in the, in the long run, because you're making yourself look bad. Yeah. And this is where you wonder if these guys have agents and friends that talk to them. They oh. just have a bunch of yes men. They just have That's a bunch exactly of yes men. Just tell is. them what they what they want to hear. Yeah, yeah, Dame. They should have drafted like 13 fucking all-stars for you. And then you would have won. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of saying the real shit, like, oh yeah, you know, CJ McCollum's not that bad. Like he actually got you to a Western Conference final and you right. only ran up against a dynasty. Right. You know, it's not like you ran up against the 2021 Suns. You ran up against Steph Clay. I know Katie was out. Draymond. Literally the best rendition of the Golden State Warriors you could think of. But hey, yeah. who's counting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to get out of here. I think we can. All right. Let's that. do it. Uh, <laughs> no politics this week. No. No politics this week. No Jimmy Dore. No Jimmy Dore. Sorry, Jimmy Dore is great, guys. Don't hate us. Jimmy Dore is great. He is the great. He is the greatest thing to ever happen to the left. 
he is a really nice guy. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. <laughs> I said what I said, and I stand by it. Facts. Oh, man. Oh, scary moment in D.C. over the weekend. Did you see that? I saw Rob was there, which is crazy. Yeah, Rob was there. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. Um, I actually... Uh, I listened to sports radio and a couple people that were there allegedly anyway, called in and, you know, basically recapped the scene. It was scary times, man. Yeah. I mean, you imagine that going to a ball game no. fucking, and you could hear the shots. I don't know if you watched the, the clip, but yeah, on the television broadcast, you could hear the gunshots outside. Like it's so fucking crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, we live in a world where that ha- can happen anywhere. Yeah. That, that's, that's the scary part where it could be. Let's not make this a rhetoric on like, DC being so bad, it's hood that it needs gentrification. No, no, mass shootings happen everywhere. They literally yep. happen anywhere. Kalamon High School got shot up. And right. there, there's, it's not exactly South Central LA. Like, right. it, it's, please, that, that's, I had to put that out there because there's other, other agendas at foot here. So just had to put that out there. So, yeah, man, prayers to whoever was at the, Ball, you know, whoever's at the game the other night and has to experience. I mean, imagine there you with your kids. You have to freaking it's, it's hide, in, hide it's in a bathroom or something or run it's out of the stadium. Just it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. So it's it's scary that that's the world we live. in. And then did you hear about the guy in Colorado at the All Star game? They, they, yes. <sighs> and the crazy thing that these things get brushed off so easily. Like it's like, oh, found a guy, had this, had this. We got him though, and everyone's it's a just like, relief though. It's okay. like it's, imagine it's the imagine the psychos that we don't catch. That's what I'm saying. It's scary. It's scary. My God, oh man, this world's going to hell. I swear. Yep. I swear, man. Each and every day, I feel it. We're, we're facing our last days. You know what? Skynet should just take over. <laughs> just take over. <laughs> no judgment day should have happened back in 1997. I get it, but just right. take over. Just right. Take over. Just done. Skynet, if you're hearing, if you're listening, Skynet, this computer. Hey, do it. Uh, take over. Just it's it's done. We're done here. We're done here. We, we just hit control, all delete on all this shit, and just take over. Um, all right, man. We're gonna get out of here. It's now officially Tuesday morning. This is uh, this has been the long ass podcast day, so I'm gonna get out of here. Josh, do you have anything for the listeners before we get out of here? No, uh, my guy Mike mock draft special is going to be dropping later this week. Don't really have a day. Probably Thursday. The Bucks wrap it up tomorrow night. It'll be Thursday. Um, so subscribe to the Diamond Josh Rodriguez. Really good draft, man. I'm really excited about this draft. I think this is going to be one of the best drafts in years. We'll see. I, I think five the first five picks all have a chance to be great all stars NBA yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a good draft. I can't wait to talk about the draft with you when the season's over. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, as for me, you guys know, obviously, the show will be up here after we get out with the live stream. The show will be up tomorrow morning. I'm not staying up to edit the show, so it'll be up yeah. tomorrow sometime. Um, in the meantime, man, go check out everything I got going on at MLB Bro. The baseball pod is on hiatus because reasons. I'll get into that more uh, next week, but it's on hiatus for a little while longer. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, check out everything I got going on at MLB Bro, Dead End Sports, live streaming every Tuesday and Thursday. So we'll be on tomorrow during the final, during game six, hopefully the final game, maybe the final game. And uh, we'll, we'll be live watching it with you guys. So make sure you go check that out, Dead End Sports on YouTube. Um, yeah, thank you for listening, subscribing, all that good stuff. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, got some videos that blew up slightly. 
you know, Josh is apparently is like the ultimate wrestling heel right now. Yes. Oh, speaking of wrestling, go check out I, the Jeff versus the world presents. I am not Dave podcast. It's a reason behind that name. Don't, don't look at it weird. It's weird. It's a weird name, but it's, it's, it's a reason for it. Dave I am not Meltzer? Dave wrestling. Huh? Yes. Okay. Yes. I know uh, no one wants to be him in the wrestling world. <laughs> I am not Dave. Even Meltzer. I know that. <laughs> uh, I am not Dave wrestling podcast. Go make sure you check that out. Me and my guy, yeah. Jeff Jones, we, we, we talk about wrestling, but we have a different take on wrestling than the normal wrestling podcasts and shows, man. We just, we just, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a wrestling sermon a little bit, but, uh, okay. yeah, man, go check that out. We talked about money in the bank. We talked about the CM Punk promo 10 years after, um, talked about a lot of things. So yeah, go check that out. That episode will be out on Wednesday. We dropped it. We recorded tonight. It'll be out on Wednesday. So go check that out. Go follow Jeff at Jeff versus the world and follow me at the Manuel Brown. Follow this show at AGS pod baseball pad. I love I L baseball pod, uh, MLB bro at MLB bro.com right now. MLB bro.com right now. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm done blabbering. I'm out of here. Long day, three podcasts in the books. Hardest working men in the show business. That's us. Uh, for Josh Rodriguez, I am Annie Brown. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.